to the JC and Bill Sportscast. If you're new to us, welcome. I'm Bill. I'm JC. And while, yes, there's still a pandemic around, the sports is still going. We're starting to back, you know, starting to come back up. And, uh, you know, we talk about the latest news here, and we got quite of uh, good topics to talk about here this week. Uh, we're going to talk about some baseball, if they decide to come back or not. Plus, we'll talk about how the NBA players might be starting to have second thoughts on uh, going back in uh, July. And yep. we start to get our hopes and dreams ready for the NHL playoffs. That is not a goal. Mm-hmm. Train camps are opening up July 10th. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I don't hear no players complain about it. Right. They want to get back to playing. So, mm-hmm. you know. Now, I want to start off, actually, with something a little bit different that you and I don't normally ever talk about, but it's only because we don't really ever get a chance to talk about it, and that is soccer. And in particular, Major League Soccer here in uh, North America, because they have announced earlier this week to a, we're going to all come back, but it is going to be under a tournament uh, format. Yep. And, how, and I actually have this in front of me. So what they're going to do is they have 26 teams in the, in the league, and they are going to divide them up into six groups. Yeah, kind of like the World Cup. Sort of like the World Cup. So, uh, I, I have, I actually have here the the groups. It's based on, of course, Eastern Conference and Western Conference. There's one group that has six teams. The rest have four. Hmm. So, uh, Group A which is going to be the group that has six teams, is Orlando City, Inter-Miami, New York City FC, Philadelphia Union, Chicago Fire, and Nashville SC. Group B is the Seattle Sounders, FC Dallas, Vancouver Whitecaps, and the San Jose Earthquakes. Group C is Toronto FC, New England Revolution, Montreal Impact, and D.C. United. Group D is Real Salt Lake, Sporting KC, Colorado Rapids, and Minnesota United. Group E is Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, the New York Red Bulls, and Columbus Crew SC. And Group F is LAFC, L.A. Galaxy, Houston Dynamo, and Portland Timbers. Hmm. So, uh, the schedule is as follows. June 24th, the teams will begin to arrive in Florida, so that's about a week and a half away. Uh, July 8th is when group stage begins. Uh, then July 25th, we'll begin the round of 16. That'll go through the 28th. July 30th through August the 1st will be the quarterfinals. August 5th and the 6th are the semifinals. And August 11th is the finals of the tournament. And how they're going to determine the top 16 is obviously your top two teams. From Mm -hmm. each of the groups. And then the top four teams that finish in third place. So there could Hmm. be some groups that end up getting three teams into the round of 16. Hmm. 
Yeah. Um. Oh. I think the winner. Yeah, I think like I think the winner gets a gets a was it a uh, birth into the Concaf tournament next year or something? And yeah. I believe all these games. Yeah. Because all these games still count as regular season games. Mm-hmm. I think for the round for the round robin, anyways. Yeah. Yeah, the the winner gets a berth into that tournament, the concake or Concacaf tournament that you mentioned. Um, they're gonna have three games a day played at nine a.m. Eastern, eight p.m. Eastern, and ten thirty p.m. Eastern. And there's a good reason why for this. It is to avoid playing games in the midday blast furnace. That's how it's worded on ESPN. Where average high temperatures are 92 degrees with an average low of 78. And that is the high summer in Florida. She gets hot in Florida. Oh, yes, it does. Indeed, it does. And then you got to watch out. Hopefully there's no... Wicked storms that roll through, hurricanes, things like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, now, they're going to be tested two times, 24 hours apart. Um, and that's going to be prior to traveling to Orlando and after they land in Orlando. The players, coaches, and support staff are going to be tested every other day for two weeks after arriving in Florida. Yep. Which makes sense. How is it Major League Soccer got this right? Well, I mean, (laughs) they got shut down during a, while they're playing the regular season. Mm -hmm. Uh, Players want to play. You know, you listen to some of the comments. They're like, yeah, right. you know, we're good to go. We can play. Right? And, I mean, mm-hmm. soccer, you know, is, as it grows in popularity, right? it's an advantage for them to start playing where they might pick up some new fans in the ratings. Now, I mean, maybe not the late, late game. Yeah. I mean, what, that's 8.30 our time when the last game starts. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, no, they got it right, that's for sure. They got it right. Hockey got it right. You think basketball uh, got it right, but they're questioning themselves right now. Yes, and I noticed LeBron James says that he wants to play, and Kyle Irving says, well, you know, we need to figure this out, and I don't know if it's – so it has to do with the with what's going on in the real world today plus the pandemic. Right. And there are some – now you start seeing some comments going back and forth saying, yeah, you know, we should play, and – that's the way to help out the social the social justice that's going on right now. And, you know, money talks. Oh, yeah, it does. Right, $1.2 billion, I heard, if, if they don't restart the NBA, gone. But I the mean, players could lose. I think the mistake that they made with the NBA and... I'm not even sure why they would do this is they wanted to finish the season. Mm -hmm. That's where I had my problem with. I, I, you know, like the hockey players want to play. That's fine. I'm fine with that. The basketball players want to play. That's fine. But the hockey players, like they knew like, well, we didn't have that many games left. Season is, Basically, the regular season is basically over. I don't know why the NBA wouldn't accept to say, well, okay, you know, we were real deep into our schedule. Why don't we just call the regular season and then just go right into the playoffs? Yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird situation. Mm-hmm. It right, really it's... You know, like they're, they got, well, like, like a half a million teams playing in the East and nine teams in the West. Yeah. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 
going to be interesting. I mean, why didn't they just go the top 20 teams and put them in a seeded tournament? Right. You know? Mm-hmm. But so, I mean, with the NBA, like, and it, and it was set for a while. Like, the schedule, yep. or, well, not the schedule, but the teams that were going to be there. I think it was like 22 or 23 teams. Because you had a lot from the West that <clears throat> were still in it. And then you had like nine from the East that still had a shot. Yeah. Yeah, I think I went backwards. I think, what is it? How many teams is in the East? Uh, let me take a look. I thought it was nine teams in the East. Yeah, I mean, I got that mixed up, and then a bunch of teams from the West. Yeah, I think it's like 12 or 13 teams. So, and then, yeah, because, like, I, I, okay, now I got the the schedule here, quote-unquote, of, like, what they're supposed to do. The players that travel outside the U.S. are supposed to return to their team markets Monday. And then mm-hmm. other players will return to their team markets the following Monday. And then the head coaches can begin working with the players the next day. And then all the teams arrive July 7th in Florida. Uh, then July 9th to the 29th is training camp. The 30th is when seeding games begin, eight per team. And then the playoffs begin April 17th with the finals beginning on September 30th. Yeah. Now, my friend, Jim, who's not a sports fan at all, he would like to see, because, you know, they're not going to allow uh, fans in the, in, the, in the stands, he would mm-hmm. like to see Disney characters sitting at the stands for the basketball game. Well... It would be better than what Korea did when they had all those sex dolls. <laughs> That's true. Although they did the, get a little bit better with the stuffed animals. Yeah, the next time, because there's a bunch of complaints on it. So I, I, I think I got uh, a good amount that can go and be sitting in the audience for NBA games if they need any. Oh, yeah. So. Nope. Yeah, I'll be, uh, like I said, it's going to be interesting. I mean, who decides to show up, who doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean. If you're one of those bubble teams in the West, do you really want to go out in there and play four or five games and be done? That's true. Right? I mean, so are we talking guys saying, no, I'm not going to make it? Because I know Carmelo Anthony has a lot of concerns about going. Yep. And I understand, you know, I mean, he's been in the league at least 15 plus years. So. Yep. So it's going to be interesting if they go through with this or if like some players don't or if they do, but some players decide they want to stay back. So it'd be interesting. It would be like, I think you're, I'm thinking your top teams are probably going to have their full teams there. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Your bottom feeders, 50, 50, Mm -hmm. you know, Right. I mean, it's. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happened. They had that big call, like the conference call last night with like 200 players mm-hmm. discussing about it. So, you know, now you're going to, you got players fighting, fighting back with each other over social media. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe all we'll be watching is soccer and hockey till, till football well season. And the NHL, this came across a couple days ago. Geico is... Oh, pause that. Uh, phase three, they will begin July 10th. So yep. they are going into phase three. Uh, of course, I, that, that's going to be when the teams can come together and start training. They still haven't announced yet where the games are going to be played. Yeah, they've... Still worries me a little bit. Well, they 
June 22nd is when they're going to release it. Mm-hmm. But I think Vegas is pretty much a hub city. Yeah. From what I've read. And they're looking at Toronto over in the east. You know, obviously the NHL would like to play in a Canadian market. Because mm-hmm. now you're paying everything in Canadian dollars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're going to save some money there. But do we have that whole border closed till I think July or something now? So yeah. if they can't come up with a plan, I know I think the Calgary Flames, the Canucks are all going to head down to the States to train right. for their training camp. You know, mm-hmm. they could go pick a, pick a building there that's not being used by the one of the teams. And then, yeah. I think Toronto makes the most sense as far as the Canadian cities go because you have, because I know with Canada, um, besides you, I have talked to another uh, person from Canada. The, like the cases, the number of cases has gone down. And I think they're in a better position than some of the states here in the United States. And they want, you know, like, they want to get this done. They want to play. So I think Toronto makes the most sense. It's probably your biggest city that you could offer for Canada. So. Yep. And like they said, they'll have testing available, right? Obviously, the NHL is going to pay for all the testing. Mm-hmm. You know, just like Major League Baseball said, they're going to take their minor league uh, doping testing center thing out of Salt Lake or whatever and use it for coronavirus the testing. Is- mm-hmm. was one of their uh, ideas. But I could see Toronto. I guess it all depends on they need to have a have a uh, conference call with, with some government officials and figure out what's going on. Right. And so if they can't come to an agreement, then you're probably looking at maybe Columbus, Pittsburgh, somewhere down there. Mm-hmm. They'll be able to host the other, the East. Yeah. And then what they do after that remains to be seen. Yeah, because they're even talking that they like they've left it open that they could. I think they want. I think Vegas will host the Stanley Cup Finals. Okay. Right. Just my gut feeling is that that's why they chose Vegas. I think even if Vegas wasn't a hub city, mm-hmm. they would be hosting the Stanley Cup Finals. Yeah. You know. We saw a couple years ago when the Knights were in the finals that the arena is capable of holding games, you know, that late into the season. So, yeah, I mean, if you, you got outdoor games in, in Anaheim and San Jose and some of those in Dallas, so, you know, so with the sun being down on it, they, the technology for ice is a lot different than it was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Sure is. Right, and Vegas can, and they'll, and you got can imagine what the uh, pregame will be like. Man, hopefully, you know, hopefully, if they decide to get Michael Buffer again, that he could actually pronounce the names of the players right. <laughs> yeah. Still, I'm still yeah. ticked off about that to this day. I feel <laughs> for you, Matt Niskanen. I feel for you, even though you're not a Capital anymore. I still feel for you. Yes, it made me laugh. I remember sitting in the in the airport bar ready to fly up to Yellowknife to visit the wife and watching the the knights and the capitals go at it. One job, Michael Buffer. One job. That's all you had is one job. Yeah. But we are a clean show, so I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just do it off air to JC. <laughs> yeah. But like I say, I mean, hockey, I mean, you know, they're they're ready to go. Yeah. Right? You don't hear too many players are saying, you know, what do we have to do to get ready? And here's the next question, right? So they get into this hub city, you know, these players, you know, they've trained their all season to for one goal to win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. You think they'll, you know, and I also think that the players themselves are going to be very vigilant in where they go or what they do. Because you don't want to be a better player and all of a sudden come down with the virus and then you're done for two weeks. And your team might be eliminated by the time you come back. Yeah. 
you know, I mean, everybody's worried. So I think baseball's worried about families and going out and stuff. It's like, well, you don't have to go out. It's a different year. Mm-hmm. And this is a you different know? year for the playoffs where literally any of the 24 teams could win it. Yes. I mean, any, same with basketball. I mean, it's a little, I guess basketball is a little different, but, you know. Yeah. It's who gets off to a hot streak. Maybe the younger teams can get some momentum going quicker. Mm-hmm. Right, coming back. Some of the older teams, maybe it might take a little bit longer. It's it's like I said to my dad the other day. The team that wins this could end up being like the ultimate loser. Like it could be like the worst team, like record wise, stats wise, that ends up winning the cup. A team that probably didn't even have, like, the Blackhawks had, like, a 3.5% chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And now they're going up against the Oilers, who are a dynamic team. Yeah. And I think I could I, I could see the Hawks upsetting the Oilers mm-hmm. in that qualification round. You know, I could see the Blackhawks making some noise. It's, All I know is it's going to be exciting. And I'm going to take a week off from work to watch. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, speaking of players wanting to play, Major League Baseball is far from that right now. They are very far from that. Uh, they have been given thanks for sharing your proposal of a 72-game season with 70% of the prorated salaries going to the players. With a chance to go up to 80 if the postseason is completed. Yeah. They're worried about the second wave coming in, which a lot of people are questioning mm-hmm. because, I mean, the NFL is going, well, we're going to play. College yeah. football is like, well, we're going to play. Yeah. So, I, you know, and a lot of people are saying, where's these data, where's these stats coming for this next wave? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, Manfred has something that. You should let it out. Yeah. Hey, you know, like, this is what we expect to happen. Right? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the, play- the players need to get off this 100% prorated salary. There's no way they're getting paid 100%. Not, not a chance. Nope. The, the only way they're going to get paid is when they do a 50-game schedule or 54-game schedule. Because mm-hmm. then they'll say, yeah, we'll pay you your prorated salary. Because there's a certain number that the owners want to be at for the overall salaries to be paid. Right. And 50 games at 100% or 82 games at 80%, right? That's what they're going to – the owners are going to get their – get that number. Mm-hmm. The players are going to – I mean, the players are going to lose out. I can see some squabbling between, you know, the lower-tiered guys, the higher-tiered guys. Right, you're hearing people saying, well, we're doing this for the future of baseball. You might well, not have a future right now. Yeah, there might not be any future for baseball. You know, I mean, bas- baseball is a, I don't know what the enrollment numbers are down in, down in the States, but in Canada, right, obviously hockey's first. Mm-hmm. Baseball numbers did go up, but I don't think. I mean, there's a possibility that baseball could get passed by hockey. Especially if the playoffs come and there is and they're nothing as they usually are. Yeah, you know, I mean, hockey usually battles baseball, and a lot of people will watch baseball. But it, I mean, the first minus soccer, the first sport to drop the play first. I mean, the ratings are gonna go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, hockey! They're gonna talk about it on. I mean, hockey's coming back. There's no baseball. There's no basketball. You know, and the only thing we can talk about, we're going to talk hockey, right? On your, pardon the interruption, hockey, right? Yep. Uh, at with at Skip Bayless and Shannon, those guys. At least with Kornheiser and Wilbon, for they are fans of the game, so they won't have trouble pronouncing the names of the players. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, obviously up in Canada, it's just going to go wild, considering you got, I think, every Canadian team but Ottawa in there in the first in the qualification Poor round. I mean, Poor Ottawa. right? Yeah, well, he might get a chance to get one of the, one of the an, another generational player. Yeah, you guys did pretty good in the uh, baseball draft this week. 
Yes. So I was, I couldn't believe that Austin Martin was still there at, at five. Much as the Blue Jays needed pitching, there's, it's like you can't pass up a guy like that who they're mm-hmm. saying is a, the best peer here in the game. And. Well, you see, the pandemic messed up my whole prediction, JC, that Vlad Jr. was going to be the MVP of the American League this year. Yep. Messed up my prediction. Well, now he could be the MVP of one league. There you go. <laughs> Whatever we call it. Uh, we'll, we'll let somebody else figure that out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you got, yeah, I mean, you look at the Jays, right? You got Carrero, uh, Bichette, uh, Biggio, Jansen. You got Nate Pearson, uh, Reed Foley. I mean, the future looks bright for the Jays. Mm-hmm. And if you got a 50-game schedule, they could win I the mean, division. They they could be a team that that could win. They could. could. I mean, they're. They I mean, I was and I was watching. I was listening to some of the other sport uh, radios on Sirius Satellite, and all these people are going, "Yeah, the Jays. You know, they're going to be an exciting young team." And they can make some noise. If if they're going to make the momentum move, it's going to be right now if there's a season. Because yeah. with the Yankees and the Red Sox, they're in that weird stage where Boston is injured right now. They're injury prone. The Yankees are semi-injury prone. The Orioles... As, as much as it hurts me to say it, I'm going to say it anyway. They flat out suck. They're in the process. The only team that you would really have to deal with is Tampa. Yep. That's a good club right there. So if, tr- they, the- if they stick by, you know, the regular divisions, I could see it being Toronto and Tampa for the AL. Yeah, going neck and neck. And, I mean, mm-hmm. I think they're going to have an eight-team uh, playoff for each or each league, mm-hmm. one versus eight, two versus seven. Yeah. Right. To get a little bit more money. Uh, I mean, and that's another thing too, right? A 50 game. I mean, you could be the Los Angeles Dodgers and be the eighth place team because you started off slow, but you squeaked in and you could run wild through the national league. Yeah. If they decide to keep it like that, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, I don't know. And a lot of people won't recognize the 50-game schedule. Yeah. Right? I mean, at least to try to get to 81. Right? The owners have a set date of September 27th. We don't want to play past then. we got to get our playoffs in. Playoffs? Players will want to get off the 100%. The World Series 100. will be played in the Christmas season. <laughs> yeah, that was what, so that's what uh, Boris was saying, was yapping about. Bell, and, I mean, you got, and you got agents getting involved. Players going after agents, going after other players, and I mean, it's just it's just turning nasty, and the owners are just sitting there going, "Eh, whatever." Yeah, right. It is. It really is. You know, it's you know, we'll bad. get our money back. You know, it's bad when the umpires have agreed to take a cut in pay for the season. The yeah. umpires, and that's like a, a stronger union than the players association. Yeah, the, the umpires are united. They really are. Right? But, I mean, you don't get that big uh, pay, uh, you know, from differential from, like, a top umpire to a guy who's starting out, right? Mm-hmm. Where in baseball, I mean, you can get a, you can sign a guy from Dominican Republic who would be making more than a guy you drafted with the international signing yeah. money in the pool, right? Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, and and I know they don't want to do revenue sharing, but it's a different, it's a one, a once in a lifetime situation I think we're in right now. Oh, yeah. And it doesn't mean you guys are going to look weak when you go back to talk to them. I mean, you guys play, you guys have an opportunity to, to come out, be playing on July 4th with nothing else going on. Exactly. It was right. There you have sort of guys talking about Mike Mike Trout. Guys talking about Harper, uh, Manny Machado. Those guys, right? And yet they can't even get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. And it's it's sad. It's 
And I mean, no baseball now, maybe in two years when they decide to look at the agreement and there's a lockout or there's a strike. Well, then there's another half a season gone or a full season gone. This is going to be the worst 4th of July ever. Well, it is. I mean, like, you know, like here in Canada, right, you have your Canada game. You've got your Victoria Day game, the Holly Monday May, mm-hmm. which Guerrero had a good good uh, quote there saying, for the second year in a row, I won't be suiting up on Victoria Day to play baseball. Because <laughs> <laughs> last year, he sat in, and, uh, yeah, the coach heard about it. Everybody heard about that one, right? I mean, this, it's one of those games that they uh, that sells out. Yeah. That Victoria Day game, you know, the Blue Jays, they wear their, their reds and it's right. The, the place is rocking. And so, and just like Kennedy, just like July 4th, just like yeah. Memorial Day, just like, you know, Labor Day, Patriot Day in Boston, you know, there's so many. Yeah. All right. I want to bring this up to our attention because this is a very interesting story. And this has just developed within the last couple of hours. It involves the New York Yankees. Oh, yes. I saw this this morning. So uh, I'll read this to everyone who has not heard of it. Major League Baseball and the Players Association may be continuing their back and forth regarding a potentially modified season in light of the spread of the novel coronavirus. But that doesn't mean there's nothing else interesting going on in the sport. For instance, consider that on Friday, United States District Court Judge Jed S. Rakoff ordered that a letter sent from Commissioner Rob Manfred to the New York Yankees concerning a 27 or pardon me, a 2017 investigation into sign stealing be unsealed. This is according to Brandon Cutie of NJ.com. Rakoff has given the Yankees and Major League Baseball until Monday at noon to submit a version of the letter that is minimally redacted to protect the privacy interests of the individuals involved. The Yankees, predictably, are not pleased with the ruling. Quote, there is no justification for public disclosure of the letters team attorney Jonathan Schiller said as part of a statement. The Yankees requested a delay so they could submit an appeal. Judge Rakoff unsealed the letter as part of a class action case brought against the league, the Houston Astros, and the Boston Red Sox by DraftKings players. Before the Astros were punished for stealing signs earlier this year, Manfred fined both the Yankees and Red Sox for misconduct, with the Yankees' offenses allegedly occurring in 2015 and 2016. The plaintiffs believe the letter from Manfred to general manager Brian Cashman proves Manfred's duplicity, per the athletics' Evan Drellich. Drellich had previously reported that the Yankees had improperly used the replay room to decode signs. It's unclear what the letter contains, SNY's Andy Martino tweeted that it did not say Yankees engaged in sign stealing. Judge Rakoff, for his part, noted that much of the contents were revealed in a league-issued press release. As such, this could prove to be much about nothing. But, with little else stirring in the baseball world, this could be about as close as everyone can get to a high-leverage situation. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to put it this way. I think every team is guilty of some kind of sign stealing. Yeah. I mean, you hear about you hear about some of the old players saying that, you know, we had guys up at the scoreboards or, you know, guys with cameras and mm-hmm. it's, you know, smart watches. Now, I, to me, if you're going to steal signs, you do it the way that everybody does it. Right. Look at, you know, guy tips his pitches, you know, obviously the situation, I mean, to put it this way, right? You're a ball player. You should know what the situation is. Yeah. Right. I mean, two and all, what are the chances you're getting a curveball? Probably fairly slim to none. Slim mm-hmm. to none, right? Mm-hmm. You know, depending on what, depending on where you are in the batting lineup, what the situation is. But I mean, you can unearth probably every team is at one point or another stole some signs. 
whether it, how they did it, we may never know. My my thing about this is what could the letter be if there's not much, you know, room of error, I guess? Not much, like, change. Like, we don't know if, like, this is a punishment. I, I don't think it is from the way that I was reading it. You know, it might be more of a slap on the wrist than anything. Well, it's got some people intrigued, that's for sure. It, well, yeah, because it's the Yankees. I, I think because it is the New York Yankees that there's a lot of interest in this. If this was, and I'm, and I'm going to say a couple teams, and this is with all due respect, like the Kansas City Royals or the Colorado Rockies, or the Arizona Diamondbacks, I don't think a lot of people would really care that much. But because no. this is the New York Yankees, there's going to be interest. Yeah, exactly. And there's going to be lots of interest. And I'll, I'm going to be watching closely. Like I said, it's, I mean, there's not much going on well, in the big four got, leagues right now. We got less than 48 hours. Yep. When, when we're recording so, you know, it might end up being, like I said, it could be nothing at all. It, it really could. I mean, that's how some of it is. Like, you wait, you wait, you wait, you wait, and then it's nothing. You read and you're like, what, what, what's this? Mm-hmm. Well, it's nothing. You know? So, it's, but because it is the evil empire, the Yankees. Mm-hmm. People are going to uh, be interested, say the least. Mm-hmm. And then, if it comes out that it is nothing, you're going to have people come on Monday, and they're going to be like, oh, of course it, they're not getting punished because they're the Yankees. Yes. You know. or, or if they do get punished, it's like, well, this isn't fair because we're the Yankees. Mm-hmm, exactly. Or, <laughs> or the punishment isn't, you know, stiff enough. It's something like that. Yeah, it just you know it's just one of those things. That, I, either way, whatever the outcome is, there will be people upset because it is the New York Yankees. Let's just call it as it is. Well, I've been dealing with them since I can remember. <sighs> Game one. Three years old, I think. With 96. the Yankees being with the Yankees being in the uh, being in my division for all those years. That, that little brat. Game one, 96. I'm going to kick his ass still to this day. <laughs> hey, it was a hell of a catch. <laughs> you ruined my childhood, among other things. But well, still. <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, the Orioles have got to be one of the... Man, that team has got to have been one of the, the teams of some of the... Just that dumbfound the bad luck. Luck possible. I mean, how do you leave Zach Britton on the bench in that wild card game against the Jays? I still say to this day, since we're talking about that game, the Buck Showalter did not lose that game for the Orioles. I'll tell you what lost that game for the Orioles. If you remember going back, if you go back into that game, the batters were too impatient with the pitchers. They would go on a like a 1-0 or an 0-1 count or maybe like a 1-1 count. They never made the pitchers work. That was what cost them the game. Not Buck, you know, not putting in the pitcher. It was the Orioles didn't work the pitchers. That's what cost them that game. No, and I, I don't think the Orioles worked a lot of pitchers that whole year, did they? I, I can't remember, I mean, had, to be honest. You had Chris Davis, who right now I think his batting average over the last four years <laughs> has got to be, what, a buck 70, buck 80? For, for all that money? I mean, yeah. man, you got to cut ties with that guy if eventually. I mean, he was one of the most feared left-handed hitters there for a bit. I, I, I don't know what happened. Did. Right, 
You had Manny Machado. He always seems to, yeah, he's half and half patience, but you know, mm-hmm. he'll jump on a ball or two. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to think, I mean, I was watching the game and, and when, and, when Edwin Encarnacion comes up to bat and it's like, okay, well, Bryn should be coming in. I'm like, well, I don't even think he's warming up. Hmm. And they let, I, you know, I, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of, of Showalter. Mm-hmm. And all my life of watching him, I just, you know, just, he just irritates me. <laughs> I don't know why. Probably his look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, and the Orioles had some some classic managers. Yeah, Earl Weaver. They had Davey yeah. Johnson for a little bit. That Cal Ripken Senior, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Frank Robinson had Johnny then, Oates, who I think is an underrated manager. And then Buck Showalter. I I always what? I always thought Buck did a good job in Baltimore for the most part. Yeah. Could just be as ours, some of the comments he is, or just the way he is. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, hey, at the end of the day, Toronto Blue Jays is your son and an outfielder named Zach Britton. Right. <laughs> yeah, actually, one of my in friends. Round. One of my friends made a joke on Facebook, like, "Oh, Zach Britton pitching to Zach Britton." Maybe think of the uh, <laughs> SNL skit from like 30 years ago with George Steinbrenner, where George yep. Steinbrenner has this dream. If, if you haven't seen this, folks, look it up on YouTube. It's actually a pretty good scene. It's like. Uh, pitching is George Steinbrenner. The catcher is George Steinbrenner. First baseman, George Steinbrenner. Shortstop, George Steinbrenner. Second baseman, George Steinbrenner. Third baseman, George Steinbrenner. In the outfield, George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner and George Steinbrenner. And the manager, George Steinbrenner. Yeah, well. It's like that old Looney Tune cartoon. Now pitching, Bugs Bunny. Catcher, Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, I mean, Steinbrenner did did manage that, that Yankees team, you know, behind behind closed doors. Yeah, for a little bit, and then once he came back, I think he realized the error of his ways, and he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was an interesting fellow. I I do believe he will get in the Hall of Fame eventually. I do. I think so. I mean, I mean he brought the Yankees back to prominence. Yeah. It's like Jerry Jones with the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, man. That, I'd rather, you know what? I'll, I'm going to say this. This might surprise people that this might not. I'd rather work for George Steinbrenner than Jerry Jones. <laughs> yeah, because Jerry is a, he's a stubborn old man, that guy. Because I think with George, th- this is my guess. This is my thinking. Once you got to know George Steinbrenner, and if he liked you, you were going to be treated well by him. Yeah. That's what I always took it as. Like, if you came every day, did your job, put your best effort into it, he would get behind you. Yeah. If you worked, did your thing, Mm -hmm. he was happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, exactly. Jerry Jones is, yeah. I don't know. Huh. I mean, the best guy to ever manage, I think, a team or be an owner was Al Davis out of the Raiders. Because, you know, because he was, he didn't care. Yeah. Oh, you're a criminal? We'll sign you. We're the Raiders. Yeah, I know. Right? We punish people. We do this. I don't know. And then he went crazy at the end. Right? He was, I mean, I think the best, what was it? The best was, I think, was it, who was it? Was it Lane Kiffin that was coaching yeah. the Raiders? Yeah. And his field goal kicker came out to attempt like a 64-yard field goal or something. And Al Davis was going to fire him for incompetence. Mm-hmm. And I just laughed. <laughs> Because he wasn't going to pay the rest of his contract because he was going to claim that, you know, that you're sabotaging the team or something. I'm trying to remember who was the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers. Not not Walter O'Malley. Was it O'Malley? No, it was somebody else. 
Crap, I can't think of his name. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for it right now. Uh, crud. That would have been a guy I would have worked. I would have wanted to work for. Yeah, I think there's a lot of good ones. I mean, obviously, Major League is well in, in all the sports. They've, they've, uh, some of the owners that have crossed the line have no longer owning a team. I'll tell you one guy who I would have liked to have worked if I was at sports, and he's very underrated, I think, just because of you don't hear his name mentioned a lot. Abe Poland, who used to own the Capitals and the uh, Wizards. He yep. was such a nice guy, was in the community. Um, I mean, he was sort of years ahead of his time with the Capitol Center and then when they moved into downtown D.C. with now Ted Leontes, who's another guy that I would be like, oh, my God, if I could work for that guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I, I'd probably put them near the top of the list. Um, that, that yeah, I think Paul be- Allen. Paul Allen would be another one from the Seattle Seahawks. He did mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. You know, he was quiet behind the scenes. He let his his guys mm-hmm. that he hired do their jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you got other ones who meddle in and don't care. And I think Learn. Stan Kroenke's got to be a – I don't think he's really well-liked in a lot of places. The, the, the Lerner family right now for the Nationals, that would be somebody I'd love to, you know – like if I was yeah. like, I want to play for the Gems. Yeah. That that would be an interesting discussion in our Facebook group. Like, if you were an athlete, which owner would you prefer to play for? Past or present? That yeah, would, we could put that up. That would be an interesting question. I, I I think I'll do that after the show. Yeah, it would be. I mean, there are some good owners, you know, then you got some who just care about themselves, Mm -hmm. right? You know, it's, and a lot of these owners, it's, you know, a lot of the, a lot of these teams, it's just like a little project, right? It's a little hobby Mm -hmm. for them. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, players are saying major league baseball, yeah, the owners make lots of money, but they're also putting a lot of that money back in. (laughs) Unless you're the Florida Marlins back in the day. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Chicago, Wrigley Field, they've put money in to build Wrigley Field to get it up to standards mm-hmm. to what all the other clubhouses are. Actually, that current you owner know? for the Cubs is pretty good. Yep. Can't think of his name right now, but. Uh, yeah, in St. Louis, they're right with the Cardinals. They're a mm-hmm. baseball city. Yeah. And they put money back in the players by getting talent. So, I mean. Yeah, the players want to sit there and play 50 games or not play at all. There will be a lot of players about jobs or a lot of these free agents coming out there like, well, why can't I sign a $3 million, 15-year deal? Well, because they, the owners don't have the money. Exactly. Everybody budget for this. you know. Exactly. And I think, too, it's going to hurt baseball because the team that does spend the money, who doesn't care, they're going to end up could be a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always one or two teams that will be like, man, whatever. Right. Very true. Because they'll they'll make it. They'll make money with if they're fifty games in first place, going into the playoffs. You know, and that's the way it is. And the smaller market teams are going to are going to hurt. Yeah. And people don't realize that. I mean, minor league baseball. The guys are guys are hurting, and we might not even have a lot of minor league baseball teams next year. Exactly. I mean, they did a five-round trap this year. Now, obviously, the trap next year could be well-stacked because to sign un, un, an undrafted free agent out of college, it's, yeah. you get paid twenty grand. And I think a lot of that, you know, like we talked about in, in a recent episode, like with these minor league towns, a lot of the economy comes from the baseball team. Yep. So... It, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I guess we'll find, I guess the deadline's probably tomorrow, isn't it? That the players need to. I believe so. Figure it out. And you yeah. got players going on social media, say no, it's a, 
dumb idea, blah, 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 and all this, you know, it's, and we're out for the better of the league. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, you know, every other league's got a, some kind of salary cap and revenue sharing. And those three leagues, leagues seem to be doing real well. Yep. The competition is, is better. The games are better. Right. Every team, even a small market team has a chance of going on a run to winning the championship. And in baseball, some of the teams are out before the Ari even turns green in Wrigley Field. Exactly. You know, this tanking and all that, too, that's another thing that's destroying baseball. Right? The Cubs did it. The Astros did it. Where they've tanked, where they're putting, I mean, basically putting in a triple-A lineup for Houston for a few years Mm -hmm. to get to where they are. And it's, it's just ridiculous. I get you have to rebuild, but at least put a product on the field that at yeah. least is exciting. I mean, yeah, you might lose 100 games, but at least they're out there giving it. I mean, like the one guy I heard years ago say from the Mariners when they're doing a talking about Houston, and guys like, yeah, pretty much a triple-A ball team. Nope. You know? It's just, and it's, and the way it's going now, and now that's what other teams are trying to do. And it's, you know, if you want to go young, that's one thing. But at least if you're young prospects, like you said, like the Jays, all those prospects were, were ranked high. Mm-hmm. Where Houston, the prospects they were using weren't even ranked. Yeah. You know, there's still guys out in the out in the free agency market to get signed. But you don't want to win too many games because then you lose your first round. You lose that first overall pick. Well, maybe they need to start doing a draft lottery. Ah, who knows? All right. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here for this week. Um, join our Facebook group. It is the JC and Bell Sportscast. You type that in the search bar, and you are right there. If you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link into the description of each and every episode, so you guys can just copy and paste onto your bar, on your computer or device, or wherever it is you you know get the link from. Add yourself, and we'll welcome you with open arms. You betcha. We have. We're going to run some more polls here. I know sports is coming back. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what people like, what they, you know, their opinions. If you want to see something or hear something, post it on there. Yeah. And we got a few guys who post stories and whatnot, which is greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. And it makes for interesting reading and learnings and discussions. And yeah, so keep at it. Good, yes. good job, everybody out there. Yes. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and we will be back next time soon with another JC and Bill Sportscast. Have a good week, everyone. You guys have a good one.